All right, what is shaking, everybody? Um, this week's episode of the Golf Guide podcast is proudly presented by GolfGuide.net and specifically Golf Guide Events. This year, Golf Guide, aka your loyal, humble host, is going to be hosting two trips, each one to one of the Pacific Coast's premier golf destinations. In October, we will be visiting Gamble Sands, where we'll be staying for a couple of nights and playing three rounds of golf at one of the newest link-style courses in the Pacific Northwest. It is fantastic, having been there a couple of weeks ago. It is absolutely phenomenal, and we are sure to have a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, And then in December, we're going to be going to the undisputed champ of Destination Golf Resorts, which of course is Bandon Dunes. Uh, We are going to be up there from December 13th through the 17th, and you can sign up for both of these trips by visiting golfguide.net and then clicking on the Events tab at the top of the screen. That'll take you to our Eventbrite page where you can learn more information and sign up for either one of those. Uh, If you want to, you know, spend four four to five days in an unbelievable spot with incredible world-class golf, excellent lodging, and uh, you know, having a few cocktails and beverages with yours truly, then this is uh, this is going to be wonderful. Uh, my guest for part one of our PGA Championship preview, Mr. Chris Durr, is going to be making it, I believe, for our Bannon trip. Uh, and then I'm going to do whatever I can to convince today's co-host to try to make it to one uh, one of these gatherings here later this year as well. So uh, one more time, golfguide.net. Click on the events tab at the top of the page. Uh, and if you have any questions about any of that kind of stuff, you can get at me on Twitter at KSerla, or uh, you'll probably be far more successful if you just email me at kyle at golfguide.net. That's it. Let's get into it with part two of our PGA Championship preview with Chief Blogging Officer Jess Stemak here on the Golf Guide Podcast. Wow, this feels good. It is Monday of PGA Championship Week. And you know, we, we did part one. We did a couple of early storylines with our friend Chris Durr from No Gimmies last week. But now I had to bring in the heavy hitter. The blog master himself, cheap blogging officer of the Golf Guide podcast, Mr. Jess Stemak. How are you? Good, sir. Thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> I'm I'm well. I'm well, Kyle. Just got off work. Ready to uh, ready to just uh, absolutely dominate for yeah. about an hour with you. Yeah, this this is going to be incredible, man. Now, since you're freshly off work and you're you're still feeling just the, the the buzz of being not on the clock, and, you know, getting ready to talk a little golf, and you know, perhaps if you're like me, maybe even have a cocktail or two. Um, it does it is it just me? I it just feels so good and a little foreign to be jumping into some major championship golf this soon after the Masters, and I'm not upset about it. It, it feels exciting. It feels new. Do, do you feel any of these similar emotions, my friend? I do. I mean, we're still we're still rocking the Warriors. Uh, game, that game six win, oh. I was talking about it with some buddies. That, that kind of was like a throwback to 2010 when the Giants won the World Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kind of, I kind of got that jubilation and and, and type of blood flowing. Yes, like the celebration <laughs> here uh, type blood flowing. Yes, uh, that was that was really fun. Chris Paul and James Harden, you guys are just absolute dumpster fires. Um, <laughs> you're just you're a joke to this sport, and it couldn't be more evident while you guys just flopping around like those used car used car freaking blow up humans. I mean, it's just. Just shame yourselves. Uh, the basketball gods were watching, and the Chris Paul kicking Steph Curry off the court the night before because he wanted Steph to not not to be able to shoot. That's just classless. Came back to bite him in the second half. Steph is, uh, yeah, we we forget how spoiled we are to to really have Steph and Clay uh, in our backcourt. That's my basketball rant. I I don't really disagree with anything you said, and. What I think is like the craziest part is that like both those dudes are clearly like really, really good at basketball. They they don't have to complain about everything. They don't need to flop. They, 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 dude, they, 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 they did not they don't need to flop. They're so fucking good, man. I, I just it's it, it's confounding. They're highly to skilled. Me. 
They are highly skilled. Highly, I agree. Sk- highly skilled players should not flop. It's the people that have shortcomings that should flop and, and take charges and, and, and draw fouls. Not not those guys. Yeah. That's just, hey, Ab- absolutely. It, it, it is what it is. Perplexing. I apologize to the numerous amounts of Houston Rockets fans listening to this podcast. I know you guys really do represent a large portion of our listenership, but this is these are things that you guys have to hear. These these are things that you absolutely have to hear. You got to look yourself in the mirror. All right. <laughs> I, I honestly I could talk about basketball for another 3 hours, but I'm not exactly sure that's why our friends uh with us in our in their earbuds are are tuning in. So, anyway, back to the PGA Championship. It is this week they're heading out to Beth Page Black, host of two U.S. Opens, one in 2002, one in 2009, as well as a couple of FedEx Cup playoff events, uh, what used to be called the Barclays back in the earlier part of this decade. Um, you know, but I, I talked a lot about the golf course uh, on part one of the preview. Um, do, do you have any personal experience or friends with experience at Beth Page? No, I don't. Yeah. Um, it's really, I, I mean, do not, it's, it, know, but... it's several thousand miles away from us. So I, I feel there's only a couple yeah. buddies that I have that have actually played the golf course. Shout out, JMO. Yeah, uh, I mean, you're looking at Patrick Reed won the Barclays in 2016, Nick Watney in 2012, and then obviously we know Lucas Glover won in 09 and Tiger in 02. Mm-hmm. Um, so quality, quality players are winning there. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, now I wonder, you know, since we've already talked a little about the golf course um, yeah. on part one of this podcast, I want to jump in here with a little bit more some some news uh, regarding the PGA uh, Championship here before we dive into you know picks and players and odds and things like that. Um, and you know, if if you've been watching any of the golf broadcasts on the golf channel, or for me, if you're just kind of reading the news online, um, the story coming into the week is most certainly the weather. Uh, it appeared to, it was just wildly wet all weekend long. And then Monday of championship week, it continued to rain. Um, you know, I, I don't know exactly how this is going to affect play. So that's why, you know, that's why I bring in the big hitters here. What, what what are your thoughts on this rainy weather and how you think it's going to impact this championship? I think I mean the the, the worry the worry day is Friday. Last time I checked, only twenty percent chance on Thursday, fifty percent Friday, and then once we get in the weekend, ten percent chance. Uh, you know, winds aren't going to be excessive. Looks like the high is going to be around twelve to thirteen miles per hour. Humidity is going to be down uh, relative to the area, especially if they would be having the PGA in August. Uh, now that we're in May, you're only looking at like sixty percent humidity, so that's going to be much easier on the players. Um, but it's it's maybe maybe a better thing that the fairways are going to be a little wet. Um, you know, it effectively makes them a little bit wider. So I, I doubt we'll get a lot of complaining from the players about um, some softer fairways. Yeah, no, and I, I don't think there's now. I guess the other my question is, I I think the the grass types I have out there, boat are you know a little more of those all weather types. Like there's a lot of rye, there's poa on the greens, uh, some bent mm-hmm. grass, and then. If you have long wet rough, how's that? How is rough that is wet going to compare in terms of you know how guys are going to be playing out of it as it, you know versus it being a little well, bit dry? If it's like, like, if, it's a, if, it's like if it's like rye or, or uh, in Kentucky blue, if it's wet, then it's, it's healthy. And obviously, we're going to see that the main difference is okay. How much harder does this golf course play under a USGA setup versus a PGA setup? Uh, you know, Kerry Hag, I, I don't know, like. I haven't heard any reports. I haven't, you know, I haven't been able to watch the golf channel ball and, and live at to kind of hear from Duvall and that other Daryl, um, <laughs> like the, the length of the rough and stuff like that. But if it's if, if the rough is fairly up, then it's going to put an absolute premium on on hitting those fairways because you, you're going to get some some healthy spots and areas. And I, I remember, I don't know if the fescue is going to be grown out like it was for. Um, the opens, you know, the yellow fescue. I don't know if that's going to be growing out. I honestly haven't haven't seen much coverage early, um, but I, I remember some some gnarly lives out there in in the last open that was there. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine that the PGA is going to grow out that rough quite as long as it would have at the USGA. Um, no, to, to, traditionally they haven't. No, but I mean, I, I think this this golf course. If it plays uh, even wet a little bit, I, I wonder how much longer it's going to make it play. Because so many of these guys, I, I just feel like they are, they're hitting the ball so far in the air that like being wet really doesn't matter for the guys that are. Uh, yeah, it, 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 yeah, they're they're all all those guys are worried about the carry now. So um, 
I think I think we sh- we should still see some pretty good scores. Yeah, I know. I think we're going to see some really good scores regardless of the weather. Um, yeah, I, I guess though a couple of things I was reading. Uh, one from Jeff Shackelford uh, was basically that he thinks the the green complexes out there aren't really that wild. They're they're pretty simple and basic. So he says that if there's going to be any impact where we really see the weather, it's that those greens softening up are going to have little to no defense with guys who are this good if they're coming in with a short iron yeah. uh, from the fairway. So maybe maybe that's where we could see the biggest weather. Again, that is not an original take. That is from someone far more dialed in than me. But yeah. uh, um, no, and remember um, in past in past coverage. You're able to get to some tens without going at them. Uh, there's some collection areas, and um, that's a, it's a public golf course, so you're yeah. not going to make everything tabletop. You know what I mean? You're right. gonna you're gonna give and you're gonna get. So um, I expect to see someone just get really hot, and uh, not just someone, multiple people. I expect it to be more of a PGA than a U.S. Open, and we see some low numbers on day one. Really? So do you, you, I mean, this is pretty ambitious. I think because it's going to be playing as a par seventy this week. If I'm, uh, if I remember correctly, it's like seventy four hundred yards playing at like par seventy. Do you think there's a couple sixty fours or better out there this week? Oh, without a doubt. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you, you, yeah, you, you without, see- without a doubt, it's certainly sixty five or better. Sixty four. There might be a couple. There will probably be a sixty three. Just because it, it seems like there's been a sixty three at every major recently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're you're going to see some less scores. Okay, yeah, these guys, these guys are wildly good. So, uh, weather is certainly going to be a story heading into this PGA Championship. Uh, as is the absence of one of the world's best golfers. Um, the news broke this afternoon. Again, this is Monday, May thirteenth, the Monday of PGA Championship week, and uh, Justin Thomas, 2017 PGA Champion. Uh, has withdrawn from the tournament, uh, citing a wrist injury uh, that also kept him out of the tournament at Quail Hollow a couple weeks ago. Now, granted, um, you know, I, I've just been riding just the Tiger High so thoroughly. I feel like I've paid as little attention to other regular PGA Tour events as I have in recent memory. Um, I, I didn't even realize that Justin Thomas had withdrawn from the tournament at Quail Hollow and until I was reading why he um, was not going to be participating this weekend. I mean, before knowing this boat, I mean, did you have JT, you know, written down as a guy that you expected to, to seriously contend this weekend? I think guy's going to contend at every major. He's yeah. that good. Um, you know, the wrist, it happens to the best wrist, man. The, uh, yeah, I, was like, I, the, I, the I, I do not have to talk to you about wrist injuries. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> and, and he's, you know, he's probably looking, he's looking, okay, maybe I, one, I don't have any experience here, right? Maybe except for the Barclays in 16. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's. This would probably if I was gonna, if I was gonna take some time off. Now would be the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know that the U.S. opens in another month. Hopefully, he gets three months to heal and then can practice a little bit. Uh, start hit some soft wedges and stuff like that. Um, but he's probably just looking at. Well, I mean, logistically, this is. If I was gonna take some time off, it, it would be now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Prioritizing the U.S. Open over the PGA Championship is nothing new among the professional ranks. No. Uh, no. Um, yeah, it's interesting. And what was the name of the gentleman that's going to be replacing him? Uh, amateur? Kelly Craft. Kelly Craft. No, he, he wasn't. He, he was a U.S. Amateur champion. He's been on. He's been on and off tour. Okay. Um, he, you know, he, I don't want to say journeyman, but uh, yeah, he's. I don't think he's won on tour yet, but he, he's he's a good young player out there. Okay. Yep. All right. Sweet. Um, all right, man. That's uh, that's all I got for news items. So let's really hit uh, let's hit this preview as hard as we possibly can, brother. Uh, I, I got a couple yeah. of things here, like you know, round uh, uh, opening round pairings that I like for rounds one and two. I got uh, a couple of storylines, and then I got some betting odds. What what, what what do you got in store for us? Uh, read an article on golf.com by Sean Zach, where he came up with some really cool numbers. Um, I got some numbers for you here as far as uh, eight-round minimum scoring average at uh, Bethpage Black. Mm-hmm. Jason Day uh, has played eight rounds there, and his scoring average is 70. Mm-hmm. Louis Oosthuizen has played 12 rounds there with a scoring average of 70.125. Tiger has played 16 rounds there with the, also a scoring average of 70.25. Sergio is the same with four or less rounds. He's only played 12. Bubba Watson... 12 rounds, 70.5. That kind of jumps out at me. Hmm. 
Lee Westwood, eight rounds, seventy point five. Trending Ricky Fowler, seventy point seven, ten rounds, which means he has a seventy point seven scoring average and missed the cut in a tournament. So that kinda that kind of jumps off the page. Um McElroy, seventy point seven five over twelve rounds. DJ, seventy point seven five over twelve rounds. And kind of a shocker, Branch Snedeker. over 10 rounds. I thought that was a pretty cool stat. I was kind of searching for that, and it popped up on golf.com Sean Zach. Thank you, Sean Zach. That was fantastic. Um, Powerful Sean Sean, Sean Zach. (laughs) That was good. Uh, Let's get one special invite out of the way. My good friend, Kurt Kidyama from Chico, California. Yes. Who has won twice on the European Tour this year, got a special invite in his his brother and good friend of mine, Daniel, is going to be on the back. That's uh, yes. pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Powerful and Kurt, Chico if, State. If they do any, any, no, Chico guy played at UNLV. Oh, no way. Just an actual from, Chico from local. Chico. Oh, even better. Chico local. Uh, this kid, I've talked about him on the program before. He was a little squirt on the driving range of Butte Creek when we were out there. I'm like, wow, that kid's going to be good. So if there's any coverage of him, which I hope there is, he is a powerful little guy. He's five seven and just absolutely. Uh, he's probably going to be top ten in distance this week. That's how far he hits the ball. Really? <laughs> he just absolutely sends it. Oh. Does not does not hold back. He oh. generates some serious club at speed. Kurt, we'll be watching, buddy. Kurt, big fan of the program. Best of luck to you, my friend. That is that is outstanding. The pride of Chico, yep. California, is no longer Aaron Rodgers. One. No. No, it's Kirk Kenny. <laughs> yeah, let's hope he gives him a run for his money. Yeah, no, that is, that is awesome. I really do. It, that's one thing is like this this field at the PGA Championship is so awesome and large and diverse. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, it's, I, I don't know what to expect from the broadcast. I, I can't imagine we're going to be able to see a lot of the golfers that are there, you know, whose stories are, you know, really interesting and fun and how they got here. I'm sure they'll be focusing the majority of the broadcast on the big boys as they, as they, you know, I'm not going to say as they should, but as they most often yeah. do. But, Man, with how, how special and how cool and unique this tournament field is, it, it would be pretty awesome if they were able to show a lot of different guys hitting shots on days one and two. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. All right. Um, yeah, dude. Okay, so, Kurt, we're rooting for you. Awesome, awesome stuff there. Um, I don't know who Kurt is playing with the rounds one and two, um, but the, the, there's a couple of particularly star-studded pairings. Let me tell you. Uh, he's Whoa. playing with Dylan Fratelli and Andrew Filbert. Wow. Powerful Danny Filbert. I don't, I don't know who either of those two guys are, but I, I now I'm rooting for all three of them. Fratelli's, Fratelli's a South African, uh, and I think he might have actually been a teammate of Jordan Spieth at the University of Texas. Hmm. A little fun nugget right there. <laughs> uh, he sport a Nike shirt here in this photo, so there's a good chance. Honestly, I, I'm just as interested to watch those guys as I am. What is this? Without Justin Thomas, Kelly Craft is coming in. So Kelly Craft, Sergio Garcia, Adam Scott. You know, I'm, I'm going to put that right yeah. in the same tier as uh, as your boy Curtin and, and his guys, Andrew Daniel. Powerful. Absolutely. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, all right. If I'm talking about pairings that I think are going to be really interesting to follow on days one and two here, Bo. Let's jump in. Let's um, jump in. Can I can I just start out with my favorite pairing of the entire of the entire tournament? Please do. <sighs> Tiger Slayer Y E Yang. PGA champion extraordinaire Rich Beam and the handicapped man himself John Daly all, all going out together as a threesome on days one and two. Uh, I will touch on a few of those players later in the broadcast. Okay. But yes, I'm a big fan of that. Big fan of that pairing. Yeah, that that, that is again whoever's putting these tea times together. Uh, job security, I feeling very that. very good, and also just feeling very confident and really ready to give it to the fans just the way they want it. New York is going to just is currently oh. adding a player to his no fucking chance list. <laughs> he completely <laughs> fucking forgot about why you yanked. It's phenomenal. Oh. I still, dude. I honestly like. It still baffles me that he is a PGA champion. Like that <laughs> it is. It is pretty Ooh, wild stuff. That was. That was. That was. That was out of left field. That we'll never see anything like that again. No, I. I you know. Yeah. No. That. That was wild. Um. All right. Now. Now to the guys that are clearly all fighting for second place in in terms of uh, interest they're going to get from me um, on Thursday and Friday. Uh, Ricky Bubba and Justin Rose. Very very. Got it written there. down. 
Very, very solid group of guys. Got it written down. Any any of those three you feeling particularly confident about heading into this golf tournament? Could probably go blanket across the board on all those guys. Um, Just really, really, like we talked about their scoring average in in rows is just a machine. Um, I, I would not be surprised at all if one of those guys won no and honestly the 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 stat you shared about Bubba being one of the 10 best guys in scoring average at this golf course like you I I found that to be a little surprising um you know I could you know I mean shit dude crazier stuff's happened I I could see Bubba absolutely being in contention here I mean as much as I don't consider Bubba Watson to be one of my favorite golfers I'd be lying if I said it wouldn't be entertaining as hell to see him in contention on Sunday soft fairways just I mean that's just right right up that guy's alley Mm. Yeah, that's going to be fantastic. Um, let's see here. Ooh, all right. This is this is the group that they knew they were going to put together the second that everybody played the 12th hole on Sunday at Augusta. Uh, this is Brooks. I think Kep- I know the hole you're talking about. <laughs> the group you're talking about. Have, have you heard this? Okay, why don't you go ahead? I believe it's going to be a guy with the first name Brooks and uh, Brooksy and uh, Tiger. Tiger Frankie Brooksy. That's powerful. Uh, that is powerful. By the powerful. way, I would just like to just you know send a shout out to to Tiger Woods for being the one guy on tour who now has stepped up his camaraderie game, where he actually has a a name ending in Y for every one of his comrades on tour. Brooksy, Frankie. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, he he is he is <laughs> down with the get down. Tiger, man, th- th- this he should he should the have been a frapper. Yeah, of the greatest of all time. God, it's re- it's really incredible. When, when, when I hear him talking about Brooksy in his press conferences, I just get a big old ear-to-ear shit grin on my face. I, I find it absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe Justin Thomas actually withdrew because he knew he wasn't going to get anything for Tiger in a practice round. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, he, he, his daddy always taught him, if you ain't first, you're last. I mean, if that's the case, yep. stay at home, partner. Um, let's see. Tight-lipped tight week. <laughs> Between Kepka, Frankie, and Tiger, who do you feel the most confident? I mean, I guess we might as well just Kepka, have a conference. Kepka, 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 Kepka. <laughs> this is amazing. I actually was going to say the exact same thing. I was going to basically preface it by being, okay, I've, obviously we all you know think Tiger has a great chance to win, yada, 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 but is there a guy who you feel better about and you're picking to win this golf tournament without giving it away that comes from that group? And you're going Brooksy all the way. One two hundred percent, dude. He looks. I mean, again, we, we we haven't really touched on it, but uh, you know, this past weekend was the uh, the AT and T Byron Nelson Classic at Trinity Forest. Sung Kang's, you know, shot a course record sixty one, I think, on the second round. Um, and Brooks, he Kepko, didn't even want to win that tournament because all he does is win majors. Kyle, <laughs> that's exactly right. He just casually finishes in the top five, looking really, really good, finishing in the top ten in strokes gain, driving. Approach and putting all the same week. All he wanted to do was all he wanted to do was confirm that he's in good shape and, and in good form. Dude, he, he didn't want to win that golf tournament. He, looked, he doesn't care about regular events. This, Kyle, is, we this, know this. Is, this is very true. In fact, can I ask you the same question that I posed to my buddy Chris last week? Uh, yeah. o- over under seventy percent of career victories are major championships for Brooks Kepka. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say under, but probably. Brooks Kepka strikes me as the guy like. What if Brooks Kepka finishes his career with nine major champions, nine major championships among his twelve career victories? I think he's going to accidentally. He's like he's not going to mean to win a tournament or two, and he's just going to be like, "Oh, God, everyone really folded. I didn't even want to win this one, guys. I was trying to give it to you." So that's why I'm going under. But I think when it's all said and done, in all, all honesty. It's going to be something crazy, like probably like 30, 40%. I'm yeah, not joking. Dude, that's so wild. It, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Is like, I, I feel like some people, I mean, not not gentlemen like yourself, or you know, but I mean, he is technically yeah. the defending champion of this tournament, even though it was only, yeah. what, nine months ago. Um, yeah. No, nobody has had bigger stones in majors over the last year, you know, than Brooks Kepka, Tiger Woods included. Um, dude, I, I feel really really good about Brooks going this weekend. Again, we'll, we'll touch on some of the odds here in a little bit later, but uh, yeah. it's, it sounds to me like you and I are both in the same camp where we really, really like Brooks going into this weekend. Yeah, what's what's not to like, you know, venue included. Um, Dude, I, I feel like this course sets up well. perfectly for him. He bombs the ball. Yeah. He, he's accurate. He's a bomber, and he's accurate off the tee. I mean, dude, this course is just setting up perfectly for Brooks Kepka. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, incredible. Uh, all right, let's see here. Uh, what Thoughts on the Rom, DJ, Jordan Spieth uh, pairing they've got here? Interesting. Yeah. Um, John Rom, Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth, very underrated storyline like, here. Going for the career Grand like, Slam. Nobody's talking about it, Boat. I, I saw one article talking about <laughs> it, which uh, probably you had to... That's a little bit out there. That might but, be that um, might have been one too many. I feel like the PGA like might be trying to like nudge him. Like, hey dude, we're putting you in a premier pairing. Remember when you were a premier player? <laughs> I feel like they might be trying to because the guy should totally be playing with like Danny Willett and <laughs> uh Jason Duffner. Uh, uh but they got him in this primetime pairing. Hopefully he follows suit and, and plays like it. You know what I mean? I feel like they're probably trying to do him a solid. Without going off the rails too much here, did you, do you have any yeah. guesses as to what you think is up with Spieth? No, it's no. I mean, I mean, this is the most mental good, game of any so, professional sport. I mean, his I, good rounds. This is what it is. He's 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 got these little miscues, right? So his good rounds that when he was hot, they were sixty five and sixty sixes. Now his good rounds are like sixty eighteen. 69s and his bad rounds are like even par versus when he was hot. His bad rounds were like 70. You know what I mean? Yeah. And over the course of four rounds, that adds up. I think he finished 11 under uh, at his home course. Right. And if he just was a little bit sharper, you go two strokes around that that gets him to 19, and he's right there. You know what yeah. I mean? So I he he I hate to say it like you know Tiger kept saying he's close, but I feel like. He's not that far off. Yep. And as a major champion who at one point was like the top iron player on tour and at the majors was an absolute just assassin. Dude, he was an assassin. That's exactly, that's exactly the word I was thinking of, too. Like, like it, it, it wouldn't be out of the realm. Like, it, if the guy has a great, great uh, day tomorrow and Wednesday and has, and, and gets out on Thursday to a good start where he doesn't put himself behind the eight ball like he has been recently, mm-hmm. then you never know. Like, memories can come back. Like, But as far as, like, it's not like he's shooting 75, you know what I mean, every yeah. round. So he's close. And for those guys, as good as they are, we see it. It's like, okay, one guy's been playing terribly, and then he goes and sees a swing instructor, or he just he doesn't touch the clubs for a week, and then comes back and with a different you know mind frame, and it's like, Something will eventually click for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's just, he's just, he, he might be searching a little bit too hard, putting a little bit too much pressure on himself, wanting results now, instead of the five year drag out like Tyree. He's like, I'm heading in the right direction. I'm heading in the right direction. You know what I mean? Sure. So, you think it actually might be beneficial for him to play less golf? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You or just not, not be grinding for- on tour in tournaments as hard as he is and actually focus on getting his game right. Yeah, maybe spend a little bit more time with the family. Play venues that are much better than much better for you. Um, you know, try to try to. Dude, he's got so many sponsors that pay him a ton of money. I know he has a ton of off course obligations as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, big time. So just a, and the media is constantly. I mean, that's what it is. It's when is speed going to get back? That's a lot of pressure. He's not. He's not 45, and he's not 40. He's not, you know, been through a couple ups and downs. Like, this is his first down. So, he's just, he, I have no, no, no doubt that he, he's going to win again. It's just, like we talked about on the last, the last podcast, Kyle, is, dude, we put too much pressure on these guys to win too soon and too yeah. often. Yeah, totally agree. Absolutely agree. Um, let's see here. Other, other, guy, other guys in that group. Um, John Rahm, Dustin Johnson. I mean, obviously they both have a chance to win this golf tournament. Um, behind Brooks, would you put DJ as probably your second best bet to Ooh. win this tournament? Or again, because I mean, his game in in Kepka's just in terms of what they're able to do off the tee and how well they're able to do it. You, you got it. I mean, shit, dude. I, I feel like I those two guys. Gotta, I think it's it's gotta gotta be a guy with a little experience. Um, McElroy, 12 rounds there. That's scoring average. Uh, Fowler, 10 rounds. Uh, we talked about Bubba. Uh, Louis Eastheisen wouldn't surprise me at all. The guy's just, if he's driving it good, then he does everything else, everything else well. 
Um, Louis Ust is in such nails. I, I fucking love that guy. Oh, if I, if I, you know, if this was a month earlier and Rory, like, continued to play well, like, what's Rory done the last month? You know what I mean? Uh, I um, believe he signed up for a European tour membership uh, and they've recorded yeah, a couple hits so, for Golf TV. <laughs> so, that's, I mean, my second favorite, I'll go T2, 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 is probably Jason Day, Dustin Johnson, and John Rahm. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I really... And, and, oh. and not not far behind them is probably like Rose and Fowler. Mm-hmm. I really like uh, Jay Day going to this tournament. I think, I think, Tiger, I think Tiger will... This will probably be like a... I imagine a top 20, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, good showing, but I don't think he's going to have nearly as much magic uh, magic as he did at Augusta. Um, Molinari is so consistent. You know he's going to finish top 20. Yeah. Uh, I just don't... You know, they're saying he hits it further, but uh, he, he hits it further, but he doesn't hit it long. You know what I mean? That right. um, I, I don't see him... Um, and the odds kind of reflect it. They got him way down there. Yeah. Um, I would say that group there. No, I, th- I, I, Brian, I think Brooks has to be a clear favorite. Yeah, I, th- I think Brooks does as well. Which, uh, well, yeah, speaking of the guys you're talking about, Rory, Phil, and Jay Day is is the last uh, star great pairing. Pair. That's a great pairing, dude. I, honestly, I fucking love Jason Day going in this tournament. I, I don't really have any yeah. good rhyme or reason. Uh, I just, you know, yeah. I, I liked what I saw from him, as hobbled as he was. I liked what I saw at Augusta. His game, if he's right and he's healthy, you know, I mean, it's, shit, man. It, it, it's well, exceptional. He's, and it, he's, he's tailor-made for this golf course, just like Brooks and DJ. Yeah, he's he's number one on that on the scoring average this year. Uh, only eight rounds played, but obviously he likes the golf course. Yeah. He's successful. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a couple other pairings, uh, kind of an under, like we, we touched on Louie. Charlie Hoffman, Louis Oosthuizen, Patrick Reed mm-hmm. should be an interesting pairing. And then one last pairing that I really liked, and I think we could have a a long shot come from possibly. Tony Finau, Billy Horschel, Ian Poulter. I like that one as well. I like that one. As the you world's might, biggest Ian Poulter fan, one, I'm glad you brought two, that one up. One or two, one or two of those guys could <laughs> could possibly. I don't want to say it, but. I'm, I'm almost thinking 54 hole lead or, or close to it. One of those guys I think is going to be there on the weekend. Interesting. Is, is there one guy in particular from that group you think has the best chance to do it? Uh, I would, I would think Poulter. Um, I would go Poulter one, female two, Horschel three. Yeah. But, uh, when Horschel's on, he's really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. The, the guy's a ball striking machine and a cocky one at it. Yeah, right. Really like, really like the energy that guy just burst through his polo with. Oh, yeah, dude, he's got that Florida Gator when, Tim Tebow fucking tall, element going on out there. He's, he's he feels got, good. Oh, he's, or maybe, you know, is yeah, he, he's, he, got, mm. he's got the swag. Yeah, no, he's he's pretty goddamn good. Um, Man, and Tony Fina. I, I know, I, I feel like I keep, as much as I love, you know, ball strike, like great ball strikers are, are usually my favorite guys to watch, I feel like every time I think yeah. about who's going to win this golf tournament, I just keep thinking of the guys that hit it really high and really, really, really far. I is that yeah. I, I don't know why. I just feel like the tournament with the way those little like, well, you know, leprechaun twinky like fairways got, you are just set got up. Done talking about Jason Day and he just hits it so high. So high. Ah, glutes so fully activated. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Um all right. And enough about this round one and round two parents. I, I want to get to the reason why not only me, but I'm sure 92% of our listenership is here. Boat, I ha- I'm just going to be frank with you. Who has got who has got no chance in this golf tournament? Oh, made my day. Ladies and gentlemen, he's getting out the he's getting out the no chance list. This is an official document in his possession. He is going to share it with all of us at this moment. I do not know anything that is about to happen. I, I am not going to include any of the PGA professionals on this list because what they do for the game is um, is awesome. Yes. So they are they are not part of my absolutely no fucking chance list. <laughs> I hope one of them fucking wins. That would be great. That would be great. Um, or one of them makes the cut. I'll take that. That's a, that's a win too. Um, last year, Ben Kern made the cut. Uh, finished like tied for forty third. Played some nature golf with Ben Kern. Uh, at one point, down in down in the desert, he mm-hmm. took about six thousand dollars out of me, 
Jason Schmuel, Tim Bug, and a couple of other good buddies uh, <laughs> waltzed. So Ben Kern, uh, yeah. Well done. Uh, okay, so I'm just going to jump right in. Yeah, jump Danny right in. Willett, you have absolutely no fucking chance. No, you do not. <laughs> uh, John Daly, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I mean, I, I don't know, but I, I could probably find a prop bet that says you withdraw at some point in the first round. <laughs> um, Rich Beam, you have no chance, <laughs> and you, you, you really helped me at Ye Yang. <laughs> who, uh, there's got to be a prop bet, like how many fairways does that guy not even reach? <laughs> um, but you four, you have no fucking chance. God, that is Thank incredible. You You're saying the entire group of Ye Yang, Rich Beam, John Daly. No fucking chance for the entire group. Hey, I'm going to do it. I did it on the last one. Hashtag hard follow. <laughs> oh, if, you're watching those, if you're watching those three play more than two holes as a spectator live at the golf course, you, sir, need to get hit in the head with a tack hammer. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll, we'll send Palmy Boy over to hit you in the head with a tack hammer. God, is there any chance you are an oh, idiot? God, is there any chance that John Daly literally collapses as he's getting into or out of his golf cart, trying trying to pull a full Casey Martin know, at the PGA Championship? Is there going to be a PGA guy like making sure, like, okay, like they're taking an inventory of what's in the cart? Yeah. <laughs> 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 If you're going to have some freaking Hooters wings in there. That's exactly what like, I'm That's my first cooler, thought. Oh. A cooler stock full of Diet Coke. Like, what's going to be in the cart? That's Di- what I want to know. Diet Cokes, wings, and just and, fucking and hot beer. golf shots, dude. How many packs of cigarettes are going to be in the cart opened at one time? Okay. All right. Okay. Quick, quick, quick aside here. So somebody was telling me that it's you're not allowed to smoke cigarettes in state parks. In the in the state of New York, I, I I have not verified. Once again, much like one of my podcasting idols, Mac, Michael Rapaport, I do not fact check. So I'm only I'm purely going off hearsay, word of mouth here. When somebody told me that you are not allowed to smoke cigarettes in state parks in the state of New York, if that is the case, does that mean that John Daly is prohibited from enjoying himself some nicotine as he tries to gut his way through 36 holes without embarrassing his family? Is he? If you got a car exemption, I guess you got a cigarette exemption. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, that's, John. A good, that's a good question. I, I will certainly look into that. That's fantastic. The man you is falling hard times. On smoking facility. Yes. But a couple of our good friends, uh, you know, that I that I, uh, that I um, showcase on my uh, my Instagram profile. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the big fans are smoking the cigars on the putting green. I know, powerful Don on the putting green, Sm- smoking cigars and drinking yeah, stuff. And was, well, it's kind of like enforcing it. Like, is one of those guys really going to be like, Mr. Daly, I'm sorry, I have to cite you and confiscate your heaters? Yeah. Uh, dude, if he goes heatless, there there's going to be very, very little juice for the spectating audience that has <laughs> paid good, hard Maybe. money and traveled out to see Mr. Daly, the lion himself, go out. and Maybe Daly's like, Maybe Daly's like, so is, is this like a parking ticket? Is this like a, a one-time? Is this like a is this like a one-time sighting? Or are you going to cite me like per cigarette? Because he'll just like, I mean, he'll just stripe a check for like twenty cigarettes if it's based on an occasion. Yeah, uh, that you're, you're breaking the law. One hundred percent. Probably just stripe a check. Yeah, he's he's got uh, it, right. Loudmouth, you'll cover you'll cover this, I, right? Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great question. Uh, I, I can't wait to find that yeah, out. That is going to be phenomenal. Um, all right, man. Let's see here. Before, um, all right, but before we jump into some uh, some betting odds, do you got you got anything else you want to touch on before we start uh, looking at some of the the wagers that we'll be looking at this weekend? Let's go right into it. All right, perfect. All right, so I am uh, I am referencing Bovada when I'm talking about odds. Um, yeah. As of right now, you know they got their PGA Tour PGA Championship. They have top five finishes. I'm I'm just going to be going off the winners here first. Uh, first and foremost, apparently. Earlier in the week, Tiger Woods was the betting favorite to win the 2019 PGA Championship. According to Bovada, his odds have dropped, and he is now at 11 to one, plus 1100, with three golfers either having as good of odds or better odds. All right, obviously Brooksy is one of them. <laughs> Look at me, bull going full Tiger. Uh, Brooks Kepka also at plus 1100. <laughs> 
Rory McIlroy, plus 1,100. And then the favorite to win this golf tournament right now is Dustin Johnson at 10 to 1, plus 1,000. I have to admit. Yeah, I, I, don't, know where, I, don't, I don't know where I got mine because I had Tiger at 9 to 1. Uh, but here's the thing. I, so Tiger, he, Tiger was at 8 to 1 and 7 to 1 just a couple of days ago on some sites that I was looking at. Now, as of right now. Of 7 month, to 1, that's, that's strong. That that's, is that's, so bold. That's, front heavy yeah, um that's very bold yeah yeah I, I i don't i don't exactly know where that came from but um to round out the top 10 guys with the best odds so you have dj 10 to 1 kepka mcelroy and woods at 11 to 1 ricky at 18 to 1 rom oh. justin rose at 20 to 1 jason day oh. at 22 frankie molinari at 25 and then to round out the guys with the 10 best odds xander at 25 to 1 I saw that, yeah, because I have. So they switched it up. Day, so Day went from twenty five to twenty two, and Molinari went from twenty to twenty five. Maybe that's weather related. I don't know, but I would say Frankie Molinari with twenty five to one to win any golf tournament in two thousand and nineteen. I feel like is safe, safe to very safe. I got Tommy Fleetwood twenty five to one. I mean, that's Tommy Fleetwood's at twenty eight to one at on Bovada right now. Oh lord! Um, yeah. Oh my. Oh is, my word is right. What? What is um, what is uh, Matsuyama on Bovada? Hideki Matsuyama on Bovada. Where are you? Let me see. Matsuyama. Damn, he must I have really... him at 40 to 1. 40 to 1. Holy shit. I can't. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. For, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I actually, it, the problem was not the website. It's I actually can't read. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, also 40 to 1 on Bovada. Okay, where do they have? Uh, where do they have Adam Scott and Bubba? Because I have them at fifty. Adam Scott is at fifty to one. Uh, Bubba is also at fifty to one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the, 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 those have not changed, but it looks like the heavy hitters, um, you know, the heavyweights at the top, have changed up a little bit. So going into Masters Week, Dustin Johnson, the odds-on favorite to win at plus one thousand. Um, Again, in part one of our preview, Chris Durr said he absolutely thinks Dustin Johnson has the best chance to win going in here. It sounds like you and I are far more confident in Brooks Kepka. My only thing is, oh, yeah. I feel like 11-1 to 1 to win is not quite juicy enough for me to actually want to put something on there. So like, if I'm going to bet for Brooks Kepka at 11-1, to 1, I feel like I need to parlay it with something to make it work my while. Yeah, I mean, DJ, he's like relatively momentumless, right? <laughs> um, in comparison to Kepka, so I don't, you know, he's not playing hardly at all anymore. But I don't know how you could put DJ in front of Kepka, uh, yeah. honestly. DJ yeah. has one major, and Brooks is the hottest major player since freaking Rice Krispies. I don't get it. So, <laughs> um, I don't know how you pick DJ, in, but it, I mean, well, I, I know you can because he's, you know, best player in the world, but, um, Major, major wise, it's tough to like if you had to. Okay, you're gonna win a thousand dollars. Who are you picking? Uh, pretty sure you go Brooks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure with a thousand dollars that I have to place in this tournament, Brooks kept gets my money. Um, yeah. it's, it's interesting because you were talking about how this is a golf course where it seems like experience uh, could play a pretty significant factor. Um, you yeah. know, the only exception obviously is like when Tiger won in 2002 it was the first you know professional tournament they had played at the golf course, but. In 2002, mm-hmm. Tiger Woods was just a better golfer than everybody else on the planet. So at, at, at that yes, point, correct. nobody had experience. He besides beats the field. David Duval. Yes, besides David Duval. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I think you're absolutely correct there. And yet, they have John Rahm at 20 to one with the sixth best odds to win this golf tournament. Do you, Do you think John Rahm has any chance to win this golf tournament? I mean, of course he has a chance. He's not on the no fucking chance list. But compared to the other guys, you know, that you're seeing in the top ten. I feel like I like John Rom less than all those guys. Yeah, yeah, uh, experience thing. Um, uh, I mean, someone that's a high and straight is you know you got to look at Jason Day, Justin Rose, um, Ricky Fowler. Um, I would say Rory, but he's kind of we don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This was a month earlier. It'd be like, yeah, no, this is uh, this sets up really well for Rory. Um, there's a, it's Shoffley if it's so good, and then you just go down the list, and we haven't even talked about Phil yet. <laughs> well, I feel I like mean, we were going to get to Phil. Form, zero, zero form coming in, but 
66 to 1 he, for Mr. Mickelson. It's a venue that he's played a lot. Uh-huh. And it's not going to be under U.S. Open conditions that we know of. Uh, Bill is a decent rough player, unless it's, you know, in an open. Um, certainly worth a $5 wager. At 66 to 1, I feel like that is excellent. An excellent bet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, let's see here. With, with, with the guys that are still, like, kind of have a shot, Jordan Spieth at 40 to 1. No thank you. No thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. You know, the guy that I that I had money, one, one of the guys, I should say, that I had money on in the Masters. Um, Can't lie. No. Bryson. Bryson is now at 35 yeah. to 1. It, it seemed like it was a pretty yeah. good bet after round one of the Masters. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yep. I, I, I agree. I mean, um, could this be the type of course where, where he breaks through? For sure. Yeah. Um, what's the course he won at uh, last year at FedEx in Boston? TPC. Um, it's a TPC course, right? Total, totally blanking. Not not completely sure. Um, uh, yeah, it's like TPC Boston, I think, uh, where he put on a clinic there. I, it's similar, similar type course. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I, I wouldn't know. The, the guy is clearly one of the best players in the world. Uh, him winning would would not shock me at all. More shocking win this week: John Rom or Bryson DeChambeau? Uh, Rom. Rom. Okay, interesting. Yeah, because and again, Rom at twenty to one, Bryson at thirty-five to one. Um, again, I I don't hate money on Bryson at all this week. At all, I no. I, I like I like wagering on Bryson DeChambeau. It, it, for whatever Much stupid ass reason, it just always feels feels like I'm getting great value. I, you know, maybe it's because Vegas knows that people don't like him that much. They, they they don't like they don't like scientists out on the golf course, so people just don't like putting. Yeah, he much... still flies on. He still flies under the radar. No one's really buying in, but all the guy does is win. You know what I mean, dude? He's so. I mean, again, Alan Shipnuck is one of my absolute. I, I should say one of. He is my favorite golf writer right now. You know, working today. Yeah, and dude, he has said so many times, you know, like, "Hey, who's the next star? Who's the next V guy?" And dude, he's been saying Bryson for the last like three years, and he is not yeah. backing off. And I'm, you know, that guy knows a hell of a oh, lot more about golf than I do, and I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to think that he's right. Oh, he's a bona fide stud. Yeah, yeah, it, absolutely, absolutely unreal. Um, Patrick Reed at sixty-six to one, no chance. No chance. No chance. Uh, he's not quite on my my list, but no chance. <laughs> no chance. Um. Zero, zero form. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. All those guys are very interesting. Now, if you're talking about doing some parlays, uh, top five finish, Brooks Kepka has the best odds, along with uh, DJ Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods, all plus 225 to finish in the top five. I feel like getting basically two to one odds on anybody to finish in the top five is kind of rough. Brooks Kepka finishing in the top five is an absolute fucking walk. <laughs> So you're thinking? I feel like two to one for Brooks is the only thing even remotely, like, kind of okay there. Dustin Johnson and Rory, him especially him finishing the top, him finishing top five for plus two twenty five, yeah, is like the easiest bet you could ever make in the world. Yeah, how does how does that like, not I work don't out? Bet, I don't want. I don't. I don't want to bet a hundred to win two hundred and change. Like, come on. Yeah, man, that is crazy. Yeah, if, if you want to go something like kind of you know something a little more out there, like if you want to take you know a guy a guy like uh, like a Jason Day and parlay it with the Brooks Kepka top five finish, that would pay real nice twenty two to one plus a plus a two two to one. I don't hate yes, that. Yeah, I, I I don't hate that at all. And honestly, you could take anybody not winning anybody that's not Brooks Kepka winning parlay with a Brooks Kepka top five finish. That's juicy. I I like that a lot. It's a nice little exacta. Yeah, I really, really like that a lot. Um, let me see here. I, I thought I saw that uh, the PJ Championship. I thought Bavada had some uh, some prop bets set up here for these guys. Oh, first round leader. Do you want to take a guess on who Vegas has as the favorite to lead after the first round? Um, this is interesting. Yes, it uh, is interesting. The first round leader. Uh, huh. I think they probably think it's going to be Dustin Johnson. That's what I would have thought too. Tiger Woods plus eighteen hundred to like the first round leader. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> Do you feel like you're better off just lighting your money on fire? <laughs> I don't, I, I, what? I, huh. Yeah, I, I, that is, that is interesting. <laughs> we don't know what he's been doing for a month. We never know what he's doing in there. I, Mama, the meatloaf. <laughs> I don't, uh, I, I, that, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, they keep the lights on there in Vegas. So let's, let's go. Let's see here. Y.E. Yang. Plus two fifty to lead after the first round. Uh, uh let's see. Kurt, Kurt Kitayama plus one seventy five for a first round lead. Is that worth running two dollars on? Plus one seventy five or play plus plus seventeen fifty. Uh no, plus like plus seventeen fifty. No, plus seventeen five hundred. Yeah. So like hundred and seventy five to one. Yeah. Uh that's that's worth cold bucks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That uh, that sounds perfect to me. Damn, that this thing is. Like, I wish there wasn't. You know, this golf course. You know, the big thing in like 2002 was one of the carries out there. Zach Johnson was complaining about it. Like, I, I don't remember exactly I remember which one it was. It's a 265 carry just to get to the fairway, and guys were complaining. And then by the time the Barclays rolled around, the technology had improved so much that uh, you know it, it. You didn't hear a single guy peep about trying to you know carry it 265 to get to the fairway. Um, yeah. I feel like. Being able to just crush it off the tee is so important out here that my man's got no chance, but god damn it. Wouldn't it just be so fucking awesome to see Kiz in the mix in this thing? He's Kiz is, let me see here, plus 8,000 to, fi- to finish the first round as a first-round leader. Is there any chance? As we remember, Kyle, he's already eliminated himself on, <laughs> on, on the uh, four-play podcast. <laughs> so if he's, elim- if he's eliminated himself, I don't think he's going to do it. God damn it, it's so fucking wonderful. Uh, he already took his name out of that. God, let's see here. Oh, top Englishman. Bavada he has odds on the top Englishman to finish his golf tournament. Justin Rose at plus 225. Tommy Fleetwood plus 350. Paul Casey plus 500. Ian Poulter plus 800. Any of those? Oh, I'm sorry. Danny Willett at plus 3,300. Okay, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. <laughs> no, sorry, I, I, I left out a very important detail. No fucking chance. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Rose is, I mean, Rose is, yeah. Rose just a little bit. Rose at plus 225 yeah. over Tommy Fleetwood at plus 350? Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, uh, yeah, I wouldn't dispute that at all. Uh, I would uh, give you odds on top Canadian, Japanese, and Swede, but just not that interesting. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Top UK player, top Great Britain and Ireland player. If you mix everybody in there, Rory at plus one seventy five, Justin Rose plus three fifty, Tommy Fleetwood plus oh. five hundred. Justin Rose at plus three fifty. Woo. Uh, well, sorry. Okay, and, and for this, good, sorry, that is a pretty good bet. Uh, for this one, Danny Willett is at plus five thousand. <laughs> Still no chance. Can, can they can they make an amendment to the five-year exemption rule and get this kind of out of my field, please? Uh, what what I think ah. is actually interesting is top Korean player. The odds are not any closer in any category than this one. Sung J M plus two fifty, uh, Byung Hyun An plus three hundred, Si Woo Kim plus three hundred, Sung Kang, winner of last weekend's tournament plus three twenty five, and then obviously the overwhelming favorite Y Yang at plus eight hundred. Did you get to see Sun Kang swing the golf club? I only case. Okay, so again, I, I watched very little to almost none of that tournament, other than uh, the third round. No, no, the second round because I turned it on to watch the third round on Saturday. It was in a delay, so I was rewatching the second round because I hadn't watched the day before. But then I saw some videos of Sun Kang just laying a thicket of a golf swing. <laughs> he does not get cheated on his cuts. My word, does he? Oh. Yeah, he, he the the young man really gets after it. Yeah, it does. Really gets after it. Um, yeah, dude, the, the lot some strong Korean players. Uh, nobody seems to be able to tell any of them apart, so they're all basically at plus three hundred uh, for top Korean player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see here, top New Zealander. I don't really know uh, Danny Lee or Ryan Fox all that well, so we're just gonna go ahead and skip over that one. Um, let's see here, top rest of the world player. Oh, top American player, obviously. See, this is what I find interesting. 
Dustin Johnson on Bovada, favored to win this golf tournament at plus 1,000, and then uh, Brooks Kepka at plus uh, 1,100. But Brooks Kepka is got the best odds for the top American player at plus 600, where Dustin Johnson's at plus 650. That's probably your tell. <laughs> this guy is confused. <laughs> My word. Oh, yeah. very, very interesting. That one, that one makes more sense. That one does make a little more sense. Uh, top senior player. Steve Stricker minus two seventy five VJ plus two hundred. Uh, Stricker's minus two hundred. Steve Stricker is my oh, yeah minus two seventy five. Ooh, they really don't think VJ is going to get this week. <laughs> no, 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 I do not. I do not think they feel very confident at all. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'd probably take, actually take DJ. Uh, all right. Stricker so, just won down the senior tour, didn't he? So DJ still gets it out there pretty good. This yeah. might be a little bit too much golf course for Stricker. Yeah, I, I think you might be right. Um, all right, so the, then they have got a bunch of tournament matchups on Bovada where they just got head-to-head matches. You're going to get minus 115 either way. So I'm just going to give you their matchups, and you just give me the guy that you think finishes better. Okay, I'm just going to go rapid fire here for oh, you. Oh, yeah. Sergio versus Patrick Cantlay. Cantlay. Cantley, beautiful. I agree too. He's not going to smile for four straight days. I'm going to fucking love it. Um, <laughs> Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods. Uh, Rory. Rory McIlroy. Adam Scott versus Bubba Watson. Uh, Bubba. Bubba, I like it. Henrik Stenson versus Gary Woodland. Uh, Stenson. Ooh, I like that. Keith Mitchell v. Ryan Moore. Oh, Mitchell. Uh, I don't think Ryan Moore hits far enough there. No. I, I mean, I hope he plays well. Yeah. Rooting for you, JJ. Yeah. But, uh, Keith Mitchell's, I think he, yeah. Yeah, Keith Mitchell. I mean, again, both guys are 115 in their head-to-head matchup on Bovada. I mean, if you feel that good, uh, something nice to parlay with something else. Uh, Frankie Molinari versus Xander. Ooh. That one's spicy. That, 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 I, that That's I a tough that call. As, I got that as it. I got that as a cold toss-up, but I'm going American flag. Yeah, American flag. Yep, good for you. Way to be, way to be a patriot. Uh, let's see here. Phil Mickelson versus Patrick Reed. Yes. Ooh, I got that as a toss-up as well. Yeah. Uh, probably go Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed. No, sticking with the American theme. I like it. Um, this one's a little bit different. John Rahm, minus 110, versus Ricky Fowler, minus 120. Uh, boy. <laughs> Fowler. 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 Yep. Fowler. Yep. I like it, too. Uh, Ian Poulter, minus 120. Kevin Kisner, minus 110. Kiz. Kiz all day long. Uh, even odds here. Jordan Spieth, Hideki. Uh, probably Hideki. I'm probably yeah. That's another that one. That's another tough one right there. I think Spieth has better. No, I think they're both about forty to one to win this thing. Um, very mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, J Day, Tommy Fleetwood. Oh, J Day. Jason Day is minus one twenty five, and Tommy Fleetwood's one hundred five. So they've, they've got they, they got J Day favored a yeah. little bit in that matchup there. Um, Paul Casey minus one ten, Matt Kuchar minus one twenty. Uh, they're probably right there. Casey, yeah, I got Kuchar there. Uh, I, I already know your answer, but they've got uh, DJ versus Brooks, even odds. Brooksie. Uh Tony Finau, Bryson DeChambeau. That one is excellent. That's a broiler there. Uh, I'd, I'd probably go. Uh, I'd probably go Bryson. Interesting. All right, I got more rapid fires here for, you, but now we're getting to the most scientific portion of this uh, of this prediction podcast boat. So now I need a serious, serious answer with a lot of consideration behind it. As I ask you, will there be a hole in one in this championship? Minus one fifteen, yes. Minus one fifteen, no. Uh, soft greens, there will be a hole in one. Yes, minus 115. Book it. Book it now. Book it. Uh, Book it, Dano. Will there be a playoff plus 300? Uh, negative. Negative. Okay, you can you can get minus 450 on that if you want. Uh, let's see. Will anybody make an albatross? Plus 2,000, yes. Negative. <laughs> negative. Um... The winning margin, if you had it as a playoff, it's plus 300. One stroke plus 275. Two strokes plus 350. Three strokes plus 500. I'm going to go two strokes. 
two strokes plus 350. I like it. I like it. Um, you are getting plus 1,600 odds if you say, yes, there will be a wire-to-wire winner. Is 16-1 to good enough for you, for somebody to take this thing from start to finish? But I'm glad you brought that up. I did some detail. Oh, more more research. Yes. Four wire-to-wire winners in the PGA Championship. Tiger did it in 2000. Bobby Nichols did it in 1964. Our good friend of the program, Raymond Floyd, did it twice yes. in 1969 and 1982. Yes. And be the rat club today. <laughs> did it in 1983, Mr. Al Sutton. God, it's phenomenal. That is so Man, that is crazy to me that there's only been four wire-to-wire winners. That just does not seem like very much. Here's a, here's, here's, I'll give you something to chew on here, Kyle. Yeah. Jack Nicholas has won the most PGAs in five. Any chance you know how many times he was a runner-up? Runner-up in the PGA Championship. He wins five times. I'm guessing he has like eight runner-up finishes the PGA. <laughs> no. But it's pretty crazy to think he has nine top two finishes. Yeah, it's that crazy. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's uh, it's unbelievable. That man uh, was absolutely exceptional. Winner, Julius Boros won at forty eight. Forty eight, and we've kind of we've kind of forgotten uh, about this guy, Mean Gene Saracen, Ooh. that won at the age of twenty. God, it's impressive. Wow. wow. Biggest margin of victory, Rory McIlroy, eight strokes. Wow. Man, do you remember when Rory, Rackmore, Rory McElroy used to win majors by eight strokes? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He had wow. a couple of good showings there in that one, and congressional. Very impressive. Um, first time winners, Kyle. We remember Keegan Bradley. Yep. Uh, we don't remember Bob Flynn. No, no. Uh, <laughs> not, not especially I well, no. Barely remember Big John Daly driving the night before he get there. Yep. 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 Uh, Sean McKeel hit one of the most amazing seminars in PGA Championship history. The highest score to win was a cumulative stroke total of 287 by Larry Nelson in 1987. Wow. Powerful Larry Nelson. Yeah. Wow. Very underrated. These are. Very underrated. These are hey, tremendous since factual since nuggets. PGA Championship Week. Uh, hey, PGA of America, do the right thing. Give Larry Nelson a captaincy. Just do the right thing. That's all we're asking. Just do the right thing. He's one of the best Ryder Cup players in the United States. Just do the right thing. Just do. I second that motion. Free Larry. We're not. Uh, we're not. We're not free. Hashtag free Larry. Absolutely. Free Larry. Let him out there. Ah, oh, God, it's gonna be awesome. I need to get that trending on social media. Yeah, I, I, I will fully. So I will back you up wholeheartedly with the free Larry hashtag Next free Larry month. movement. Um, I'm gonna go free Larry in the next month. Boat, I feel like I am sufficiently pumped for this golf tournament, man. Is there any other thoughts that you have to share with the people out there before we dive in to the PGA Championship at Beth Page Black this weekend? Um, got a small list of long shots here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Give me, give me some guys that yeah. people aren't thinking about that may have a chance. You know, what's the opposite of no fucking chance? These guys may have a little bit of a chance. Exactly. Uh, let's start with the Bombers. Uh, Luke List, J.B. Holmes, uh, Keegan Bradley, uh, Kevin Tway. These guys just absolutely hammer the ball. Um, Pat Perez is a really, really, really good ball striker. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucas Glover has won here. He's in good form. Four top tens this year. 31 on FedEx Cup points. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. And those guys probably have some pretty enticing odds if you feel so inclined to throw 3 or $4 down on uh, any one of them. Juicy odds. Juicy. Juicy odds. Uh, perfect. Um, Boat, this is awesome, man. I, I am so pumped for this golf tournament. I, I, I am ready to go. Um, off the top of your head, do you know where people can find the PGA Championship? I, I assume it's got one of the, the stranger... Broadcasting, so I know part of it is on TNT. 
Is, is, is that right? Yeah, you, it'll it'll start on start on TNT and then it always goes to uh, CBS. Go CBS on the weekend. All right, so t- tune into TNT Thursday and Friday, and then you can go listen yep. to the sultry sounds of Jim Nance over the weekend. Uh, God, it's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. Oh yeah. God, it's going to be great. No, me too. It's, I mean, just a, a classic. What it, it seems to be turning into a classic venue. Um, not quite memorable yet. As far as remembering holes, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Yep. But it's 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 young. It's in it's it's young in its career. So hopefully some holes start to uh, stand out in our mind, and uh, we were able to draw back on some sweet sweet visuals. Yeah, yeah, completely and totally agree. Um, it's going to be awesome, man. It, it's a beautiful golf course. I'm sure the fans are going to be absolutely out of their minds with Tiger Woods just a few weeks off of winning a major championship. Uh, you know, Phil Mickelson has said, that, you know, Beth Page Black would be a great place for a Ryder Cup. He said that after the U.S. Open in, tw- in 2002. Now they do have a Ryder Cup coming up here pretty soon. Uh, 2024, long, I think, tw- right? I think it's 2024. It's not that far away. So uh, the fans you should know. be making this thing fun. It should be making it rowdy. Um, it's just going to be a really great golf tournament, and I am excited to watch it, as I'm sure you are as well. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. God, it's going to be good. Boat, any, uh, any last declaration before we sign off, my friend? Thank you, my friend. Uh, we're getting some followers, uh, Kyle. I'm getting getting some frequent te- text messages. Hey, when's the next pod? So uh, I, I think we got some serious momentum going here, buddy. We've got a lot of momentum. We're going to give the people exactly what they want. Uh, we're going to do this, and then what I would assume I would assume we're going to come right back here first thing next week with a uh, with an all out PGA Championship recap. Uh, I'm I'm no, already looking forward to that because I I just. I'm so excited for this golf tournament. It's just going to be fucking awesome. It's a major in May. It's yeah. a major in May. A major a, in May. Well Chris, said. Christmas has come early. Yeah, Christmas has come early. All right, on that note, Boat, thank you very much, my friend. Always awesome talking to you, and uh, I will be back with you next week, brother. Sounds good, man. Cheers. Perfect. Cheers, man. Thank you again to Mr. Steemack for a lively and exquisite episode of the Golf Guide podcast. Don't forget This week's episode was brought to you by GolfGuide.net, specifically our events. Go to GolfGuide.net, click on events at the top of the webpage, and learn more information about how you can visit Gamble Sands and Bannon Dunes with with me as well as the rest of the Golf Guide crew later in 2019. Uh, And also, if you want to support this podcast, the best way to do so is to leave us a review on iTunes. If you do that, uh, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, I saw there was a, a review uh, left not too long ago, which this guy just so awesome. He said, you know, the, the, "Sometimes the talk can be a little bit on the broy side, which I, I'm certainly not going to argue with. Uh, you know, I am who I am. But the fact that I'm a Chico State graduate, he gives me the, the, the huge thumbs up. To which I say, huh, go Cats, man, go Wildcats. Uh, yeah. Anyway, really appreciate it when you guys can leave us a review on the podcast. It means a lot and it helps us out tremendously." Um, yeah, that's it, everybody. I'm not going to talk your ear off any longer. Go enjoy a wonderful golf tournament. This one is going to be one for the ages. Very excited to see the guys uh, take on this golf course. Again, wet conditions are going to make it a little soggy, but I think it's really going to open it up to the rest of the field, so we will see how it plays out. Uh, should be in for a great tournament. And so until next week, adios, everybody. Adios, everybody.